Arch D1079 Life. James here with you. We've got a, another um, army of announcers today. An announcer army, if you will. Tom, how are you going? Great to have you back. Thank you, James. Good to be here as always. Oh, Good to fantastic. Kayla and Alexander. Hi there. How are you? Back from tripping over to Sydney. Yes. You're back okay. here. <laughs> I'm amongst back. us mere mortals again. How <laughs> <laughs> have you been? I've been really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've just finished my first semester of nursing, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah, that was exciting. So, so you're, you're all done? Done and dusted for the first semester. Although How was it, first semester? Um, is it challenging, the first semester? Yes and no. Like, all the ex- assignments and stuff weren't too bad. It was the exams that I was really freaked out okay. about. But they turned out not to be too hard, but I can't really say too much because I haven't got my results back. Okay. How much How much do the exams count as opposed to the um, like their normal work? One of them was worth 45 and I think the other one was 55%. Oh so gosh. if I fail one of them, I fail that subject. And I would prefer <sighs> not to fail 55. that one. It all comes yeah. down to what how you go on the day. Mm, yeah. Are you good at exams? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> and you don't know yet? No, I, well, I should be getting results in the next week or so. Oh, wow. But I actively avoided all exams in year 12 and made sure that none of my subjects had exams. And I very much regret that because it meant that I had no preparation for the exams I just had. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait. But you must have had exams prior to year 12. Yeah, so well, you know the drill. Yeah, I had them in year like 10 and year 11 for like SACE 1 and stuff. But yeah. I didn't do the best. Like I would get, I'd pass. I'd get like C's, C plus on it, but I would never get like astounding results on them. But yeah. a pass is a pass. They say. But how did they feel coming out of the exams? Did you actually feel okay? Like you, I mean, you pretty much know. You walk into an exam. Back me up on this one, Tom. I mean, for yeah, you, yeah. is it the yeah. same? You walk into an exam. You see the questions on the page. And you you're like, go, what? I know, I know how I'm going. I, well, I opened the thing and I was like really these are the questions oh okay and i finished the three hour exam in about 45 minutes so either i looked <laughs> yeah, at them good or bad yeah i know that's what i was thinking it's like oh either i stuffed up real bad because i left within 45 minutes i was gone or i did a really good job yeah so we're just gonna have to hope and pray that i did a good job fantastic Otherwise, well, good luck I've totally stuffed myself or else you're gonna get some more work hours <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it won't come that, to that. I think the yeah. first 30 seconds of an exam is misleading for me. Why is that? I think, I think if I look at an exam and go, oh, yes, I've got this, sometimes, no, I don't got this. <laughs> okay, yep, yeah. But then sometimes the other way around happens to me. I think that happens, I think that's it's misleading it's, it's the first mi- It's seconds. your mindset. If you go in there yeah. thinking I'm going to fail you're 10 done. out of 10, you, you're probably not going to do very well because you're already in a negative sort of mindset. Yeah. Definitely. If you go in there going, well, I could pass, I could be fine, let's just give it a go. You're more of a positive mindset. Absolutely. I'm a very, very big believer in positive and negative. It's like confirmation. Is it confirmation bias? Is that the term? I, confirmation I, bias? Sounds familiar. I reckon yeah, that right. It's like thing of whatever you uh, expect to happen, you'll, you'll look for the evidence to exactly. go, yes, that's so going to be Whatever energy you put out is the energy you're going to get back. Yeah, I like the way you said it better. Anyway, we've got lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the best and worst part about working, about doing like, especially after you've left school, doing a part-time job and trying to balance everything else that's going on in your life. What's the best and worst part about doing that? Uh, we're also going to be chatting a bit about... Uh, well, it starts off with a game of table tennis, I think, Tom, you were saying. Yeah, it does. And kind of goes from there. Takes the worst. Okay. Well, we'll be talking about that in a little bit as well, uh, as well as a little thing called Jesuitical. Um, we were sort of talking about how to actually correctly pronounce that earlier on as we were sitting here. I think we've kind of nutted it out. But no, stay with me, though. <laughs> stay with me. It involves a lot of stuff, in st- including Stephen Colbert and a whole bunch of other things. So it's, it's quite a good story. 
That's just Malvoy. You're listening to Arch D1079 Life. I say Malvoy, but it's Malboy, isn't it? Yeah. I always say that. I don't know why I look at it and it's just, yeah. There's no V in it. I'm, I'm thinking it's that thing of, I don't know, like, is it is it German where you go, oh, no, that's... I, yeah, no. I, know. I don't know which language that's it is, w. but... Yeah, but what's the one where you do a B as like a V? That's most Asian It's more languages. like, I was going to say, it's also kind of like French. So I don't know where I'm getting it from, basically. So well, uh, she, Jessica, um, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. There is no, um, what's what's the what's when you talk about the history of the? There's no etymo- et- eh? etymological reason why I should pronounce your name that way. You we go. were talking about working, you guys, because both of you guys work outside of other stuff you do. I mean, you're studying at the moment. You're not studying at the moment, Taya. Well, I'm doing a certificate for, but it's online. That's, That's studying. studying. Okay, I'm that studying. Counts, I counts. study online and I would have anyone tell me that I you, don't. But you probably actually study. <laughs> I've done one topic. <laughs> and how challenging was it? What's what's the academic rigour of it like? It's um, it's very mild. It's like a PLP subject sort of thing. Oh, I hate yeah. PLP. But it's just so what's much PLP? reading. What's PLP? But you do that in year 10, learning, don't you? Personal, personal learning plan. So it's, it's basically just working on your work skills sort of sort of thing that's what i think it is i mean yeah it's but it's not the same thing i'm just talking about like in terms of its workload no not workload there's a lot more work than uh. than just difficulty like it's not okay. a difficult course it's okay. just a lot to do yeah now and a lot of reading and because it's online Ugh. i don't have like anyone talking to me it's yeah. just all reading and i could just sit there and fall asleep while reading the thing that i find the most challenging about studying online having never done it because i did like when i first left school i did i went i went to uni and i did it all as like you know full contact full time yeah and the difference between doing it like that and doing it now is is, is well there's there's no comparison really except for the, what the assignments look like I guess and having to do referencing again which is a trip. Oh my gosh, don't even get <laughs> started on referencing. Actually, talking oh, about Oh, well now you could online, do programs that do your referencing for you, which I is what annoyed. I use. I, um cuz I go to UniSA, they know if you use a generator and How? you get points taken off. How do they because know? It has to be done in a certain way and if you don't do it correctly you get points taken off and it's like 10 points if you don't do your referencing right. Yeah, they get some of them get pretty full on about the yeah. referencing, don't but, they? But but talking about about um, studying online. My mum just finished her teaching degree. Mom, Did she really? Congratulations. Oh, that's so yeah, good. So How long has she been doing it for? Um, I want to say about three years. Okay. So she just grad- like just finished and her graduation's at the end of the year. Oh, that's We're so good. We're all so good. proud of her. Sorry. Anthea, well done. <laughs> She's you, you've got such a great mum. I like because I've because you've been involved in Arch D since you were in year nine. You've yeah. now left school. I've mm. had the opportunity to meet your mum quite a few times, yeah. and she's a she's awesome. She's an awesome person. And she I must have worked it. really hard she, to get it done in three years. She did. So she works full time exactly. at school, and then she's studying full time as well as looking after three. Well, we're not children. One of us is a child. The other two, we just act like children. But oh, so you're not one of them. I, no, I it. no, I am. <laughs> I'm one of the ones that act like a I'm one of the ones who act like one. Right. Yeah. But no, she's done an amazing job. We're yeah, all so fantastic. proud of her. So, so you're doing the studying, um, uh, Taya, and we will call it studying. It is studying. Thank you. It's I studying. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you it's not studying. Uh, and uh, working at the same time, where are you working? What sort of work are you doing? I'm working at a supermarket and a traineeship at a dance school. Okay. And how is that? What's working at a supermarket like? I've never worked at a supermarket before. Um, it's it's pretty boring. Like, I don't know. It's not bad, but... What's I the really best part of working in a supermarket? 
Nothing. Um, I would right. go to the supermarket. There's nothing really that great. Now, don't just jump in. <laughs> Are you running interference on this one? Because I'm, I'm going to be asking you the same question in a second. Sorry. You you can't invalidate <laughs> Taya's supermarket experience like that. Maybe she had a better experience than me. I like I like having like regular customers. That's nice because like people like ask you how you're going, but they, it's a bit more genuine than if it's just someone coming through. Like, oh, that's so good because I always try to talk to people who if I go to a regular supermarket and just sort of chat and get to know people. But I always leave there kind of going, I bet they're being nice to me just to be nice. There's no, a sense no. of, or is there a kind of no. like like you're saying there is a legitimate. There, there definitely is, and you definitely have customers that you like and like you get excited when they come in and stuff. And it's um, it's. It's kind of weird though because you you never know their names because you're never gonna be like oh what's your name so I know that would be weird oh my name my name's James by the way it's yeah. like who well, cares I mean, I've, I've had customers do that um that at my last job as well um but like and they asked me what my name is because I never wore a name tag but <laughs> but yeah no it's it's is that because you weren't given one or was that a kind of an act of rebellion well at my last job no I was definitely given one but um I I lost it <laughs> and then they gave me a new one and I lost it <laughs> so. <laughs> like me I've had four jobs and all four of my jobs I lost the name badge within a week of getting it exactly it's just yeah I think my last work then decided that they were going to get the names embroidered on our That's smart. jumpers mm. I was gone by then though <laughs> so, so a bit of a wasted commitment on their part to you yep <laughs> and Caitlin you're working two jobs at the moment yeah no I'm working two jobs so and studying and studying it's not as not as hectic as you think okay. it's actually pretty easy going once you like organise everything which I'm not very good at but I work at the Wisto Bakery, yep. which is up near Strathalbyn Way. I work the register and I work the coffee machine. So a barista slash register person, and I love it. Yeah, We always have, like, just like um you said, like you have your regulars. The regulars are great, and we know their name because we ask what their name is to put it on the docket so then we can call their name out when their coffee's Oh, made. So right. I know everybody's name, and they don't know mine because, like I said, I lost my name badge. Now, um, I want to start by playing this little clip. Um, I mentioned that this is what we're going to be doing to start with Taya, and you said, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that in a second, and hopefully your Googling has got you where you need to go. Okay, here we go. One so second. hi, I'm Father Jim Martin. I am editor-at-large at America Magazine, and we are here with someone that I hope you know, Stephen Colbert. Welcome to America House. Uh, thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, here's a question for you. I'm actually dying to ask you this. If you had one thing to say to Pope Francis, what would it be? Like, what do you do to get that smile on your face in the morning? What do you do? Like, uh, you know, I remember hearing about Mother Teresa saying, like, get up in the morning and smile and say yes. Like, here is smile and say yes. I did that this morning. You, you know, that, that oh, I did this this morning. morning. Yeah. I went to a funeral this morning. And, and after the funeral, I was going up to my offices over at CBS and I took a deep breath and I went, I did that little exercise, the smile and say yes. But the Pope seemed so happy. I was wondering, like, what, what, what's your regimen in the morning? Mm. What are you doing? What's your, mm-hmm. what's your five minutes mm-hmm. getting out of bed in the morning? What do you think he would say? Uh, probably prayer. He'd probably mm-hmm. say prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and, um, that and the fact that you're pope. Yeah, that, like, that, that's got to be happy. Like, yeah, what the hell, I'm pope. Mm-hmm. Look how crisp want. these white robes are. <laughs> that's right. Who are these? <laughs> exactly. All right, so Stephen Colbert, of course, um, ultra-famous, Taya, <laughs> hosts The Late Show over, uh, is it Late Late Show, Tom? Yeah, The Late, late Show. Think, late, the yeah. Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Super famous, uh, uh, also very strong political commentator yeah. at the moment over in the US, and he's kind of done a lot of his YouTube clips from his show are like going gangbusters because of that. Uh, Stephen Colbert also, uh, as a lot of people who'd watch the show know, he's very vocal Catholic which is kind of really unusual for someone sort of at the peak of sort of like media 
stardom fame thing whatever that was him that was a clip that's been shared like you know a you know, million plus times of him uh, at America Magazine where he was hanging out with a guy named Father James Martin who I guess people would be aware of is a really strong sort of social justice person and america magazine is sort of like this massive media thing you think america you don't think of that as a kind of like a religious magazine by the sound of it but it it is a very strong magazine by uh by the jesuits which is kind of like an order uh sort of like a religious order um now the reason i have brought all this kind of thing up is that there is a podcast that that organization does uh called jesuitical we sort of okay i'm trying to yeah (laughs) Hey, look, I, I live in I, I, li- I live in podcast yeah. land. Podcast land, I'm, it's my happy place. It's where I like to go. <laughs> so um, someone was actually asking me the other day about going, you know, how much radio do you actually listen to? Listen to a lot of radio. And I said I probably listen to roughly um, probably about two hours of radio a day at least, two or three hours of radio. But I'd say that, you know, 85% of that would be podcasts okay, of some right. kind of another. I just love that sort of – I just get so overtaken by the idea that the media can just kind of get into your phone and then you just – it's there. It yeah. just sits in there waiting for you to kind of just – Radio on demand. Yeah, to just bathe in the glow of its wonderfulness, you know. So many podcasts you listen to a day. I probably listen to, uh, you know, I probably, well, I've got probably about, I'd say I, ha- I have about seven or eight subscribed on the go at any one time. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'd sort of be doing as well. And there are some that I like more than others. Yeah. Uh, but the one that I really, I really love this one called Jesuitical. So you've got these three guys. Uh, their names are Ashley McKinless, Older, Olga Segura, and Zach Davis. They're three people in their sort of early 20s, I guess. They're all journalists. Uh, but they work with um, Father James Martin at American Magazine and they deliver a kind of a podcast all about uh, stuff that's you know going on, I guess, in the Catholic world, but try to take a take on it, which is sort of accessible, kind of essentially kind of what RHD is really essentially trying to do in a, in a way, but they, they sort of tackle it all a lot more kind of like head on. They're sort of much more sort of, you know, straight up and down Catholic subject matter. The thing I love about it though, is it doesn't come across as being highly edited or ha- highly curated. It feels really authentic and feels really real. And they had this guest on this week and I just wanted to share a little bit of this. So um, we don't usually sort of like talk a lot about sort of Catholic media here, but this is something that I really think is worth checking out because they had a guest on and her name was Rachel Held Evans. She's written this new book called Inspired Slaying Giants, Walking on Water and Loving the Bible Again. And she was uh, brought up as this sort of like really staunch uh, uh, Baptist um, in the southern states of the US. And when she was in university, like a lot of people do who grow up in this kind of environment, they kind of go, "Uh, I don't know about this. This doesn't seem to ring true. And, you know, the Bible says this, but what about this? That seems to contradict that or the other. Everything I look at kind of can have a something that goes against that. Yeah. Um, but it was through the questioning and and through kind of uh, wrestling with certain things that she actually found something deeper and more layers of meaning. Anyway, look, I'm just going to play you this one little bit um, just to have a quick listen to. Um, it's just, it's really engaging. Okay, here we go. You mentioned, you mentioned in your book that you were kind of able when you were isolated from your the community you grew up with, you were actually able to reach out to people online and found a community there that you could kind of work through these questions with. Um, it, what was that experience like as as people who are interested in building virtual communities? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 
it's so great because I mean I know the internet gets a bad rap sometimes and deservedly so. I mean, you know, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry's still out on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes it's really the most terrible place in the universe. But you know, occasionally, like for somebody who Leah you know, lives in a small town in Tennessee and uh, you know hasn't been exposed to um, you know certain ideas it can also be really enlightening and so you know I just started writing through some of my questions and doubts and uh, posting them to my blog and um, you know the responses I got just opened my eyes to all these new ways of thinking about faith and also just thinking about biblical interpretation I mean I remember once just writing hey so the story of Abraham and Isaac What's up with that? It's <laughs> not exactly like ideal parenting in my mind, but like Abraham gets praised for his faith, even though he was willing to sacrifice his own son. That seems like not the, the, the moral lesson there seemed a lot murkier to me yes. as an adult than it did as a child, which you'd think as a child, it would just freak you out. But, but so, that, and I remember just posing that question thinking, I wonder if anybody else feels this way. And one, the responses they poured in were affirming that, oh, hey, you're not the only one to wrestle with the Bible and wrestle with certain stories and certain texts. And then two, you know, people would chime in, hey, I'm a rabbi. Here's our take on this. Hmm. Hey, I'm a Jesuit. Here's our take on this. Like the the diversity of responses opened up for me the reality that the Bible is is at its best when we're wrestling with it together with a diversity of people, people coming from all different perspectives um, and, and different faith traditions. Yeah, see, so it's a really kind of, you don't usually hear people talking in this way. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't usually hear people talking in this way. It's kind of, you usually hear a lot of like dialogue going, this is how you know we look at things this is how things are and that kind of stuff instead of that sort of questioning dialogue and that kind of stuff and the fact that this is endorsed by a really sort of like high profile catholic publication i guess on the whole i find that really affirming i think that's really good and i think that's one thing that catholics do well really well is looking at these whole ideas and these whole modes of thought and going but what else is going on here where's the context and, and where's all that kind of stuff we've got a great podcast version of the show actually if everyone anyone wants to check it out about the Gospel of Mark, and we had Sister Bernadette Kylie who wrote the book. Well, not wrote the not wrote the book, but wrote a book about breaking open Gospel of Mark and her views of what it meant in context. And it's very different, I think, than a kind of a literal view of what it's all about. So, but Jesuitical, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts from. I highly recommend it. Um, that's the latest episode. So have a listen and check it out. Table tennis. Now, both you. Tom and yes. uh, you're in year 12 at the moment at Ross Trevor. Taya is a former Cabra year 12. Uh, yes. And I guess anyone who's ever formally been out of school is a former year 12, I guess, by definition. But you were both, or are both, or were both, table tennis captains for the school. What an honor. Yes. Yeah. What an honor. <laughs> Really? That's a big yeah. thing? That's high street credit school? Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, it's my, very high credit. Mine was a little bit different because I'm a self-appointed table tennis captain. Which uh, is how does that work? Well, look at <laughs> Perfect. I think we might be the two self-appointed table tennis captains <laughs> in South Australia ever. I, I reckon, and we're right here, James. I don't know, man. I reckon this whole table tennis thing is sounding like this sort of weird totalitarian dictatorship <laughs> seizing power <laughs> in an exactly undemocratic way. Uh, there was a bit of an incident that put my table tennis captaincy under a bit of a dispute, James. So it started off, we're going to a game. All right. 
and we're just you know practicing hitting the hitting our table tennis ball around with my doubles partner just before the game you know to get a bit of a warm-up so th- this is a thing too doubles table tennis yeah, doubles, yeah you play doubles and chance. then you play singles. James, James, Then you play James. reverse doubles and reverse singles. I just need a little bit of context here. Okay. I'm unaware of it because I imagine, you know, table tennis clearly as serious as a game of normal tennis. Oh, oh I, didn't, no. I, I wouldn't go that far, to be honest, but yeah, we'll go with that for now. Okay, yeah. all right. So anyway, we're practicing. So there's doubles. Yeah, doubles. So we're just warming up, you know, and then all of a sudden I hear crunch. The table tennis ball was just being stepped on. My doubles partner's just partner's just stepped on the table tennis ball that we're going to play in the match. Completely destroyed. You only have one. Well, we've, they've got more, but this is the one I wanted to use. I was prepared for this one. <laughs> this is my one I use. Okay. So that's, that's my preparation, my mindset. Okay. All right, all right, so, all right, right. So destroy. Yeah, like Rafael Nadal with that weird running thing he does beforehand. Yeah, it's like, exactly like without right. that, without your magic ball, your special ball. Perfect comparison. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, so the ball is just destroyed, as you can imagine. So, yeah. You know, it doesn't take much. It's destroyed beyond repair. So then we get into the game. Uh-huh. But, you know, we meet with the a different ball. Don't ruin the story for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So well, we you're hardly going to do it with that ball. I mean, you know, well, when the te- table tennis ball's got a dent in it, it just kind of goes... Yeah, and this is beyond dent. This is just, like, destroyed. Oh, disintegrated. Okay. So then, It'll be fun to see that try. So yeah. we meet the we meet our opposition, and then they say, do you have a ball? And then I pull out my, you know, destroyed ball, and yeah. I say, yes, yes, I do. And then I hit it over, right? Yeah. So obviously, you know, that was not being serious, just a bit of a joke. Yeah, I'm not yeah. actually going to use the destroyed ball. Okay. But so then I look over them, and then they just they didn't really give me much. They sort of just sort of st- with shock, just looking at me, going, "Nothing." They didn't say anything. I was just like, "I'm just oh, joking." When the other team doesn't have a sense of humour, I'm just there for the banter. Laugh exactly the right. Bag. That's that's the table tennis culture. <laughs> Only reason you do it. So they give me absolutely nothing. And they go, "Okay." Well, then they get they get a serious ball. We play the serious match. I think we lost. But anyway, and then afterwards they go up to their coach saying that we ball tampered and were cheating. They accused us of cheating. Okay, but. Would this so okay? So you only played this one point. Well, it wasn't. Or did actually, they think you were playing a one well, point? Well, yeah. So I hit the ball over, and it obviously just just lands straight yeah. on the table. Yeah, that's you know lols all around. Yeah, basically. That's, that's hilarious. Ha, 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 this isn't going to be true. They just sort of like stared at us in like shock, thinking, well, "What are you doing? This isn't this isn't how we play." Yeah. And so then that's they tell the coach that, that we cheated, and that that coach goes over to our coach, and it was just a bit. Of, it was a ball tampering saga. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, am I in that's, the wrong here? That's pretty, that's intense for for school table tennis. Club table tennis? Yeah. If there is such a thing. There, yeah. there, oh, there, there is. There is. Yeah, we How? used to go really? and get training at the table tennis club by like, uh, it's on south, off south of South Road by the Evoca. And we had these like cool people oh. teaching us. We had to do laps before we started training. You did not. Yes. You're just, you're just no, joking I'm me now. No, I'm not joking. We did laps. This was in year nine when I first did it. And then we did like stretches to warm up our forearms. Which is a thing because your forearm gets sore after playing. Well, that I get. Like just stretching for that. Do you have like a sports physio as well? Like, I mean, how serious does this get? Well, that's serious. You know, we did laps. We had to do three laps around the table tennis tables. (laughs) Well, that'd be enough to take away your sense of humour, definitely, which might explain your guys. But if, so, do you reckon I'm in the wrong, James? Do you reckon this has tarnished my good name? No, I, I don't. I don't like, think so. Taylor, you probably you're there. You go. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's right. fun. It's banter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever. As a fellow opponent. Exactly. I think no. You gotta. No, it's always awkward when you make a joke and they don't laugh, and you're like, what? 
Like, are you doing this seriously? Who does this seriously? Like, this is this is a fun, bantery sport, you know? Yeah, otherwise, there's plenty of other things that you can be doing. Yeah, play real tennis. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have done the World Championship. <laughs> or even debating. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. There's no joke in debating. No, they're very... Un- well, they do crack jokes, but when they do, they don't really land. Yeah. God, that's very, very harsh. <laughs> I can imagine. As a, as a former debater, that's very hard. I, I'm a former debater too. <laughs> like, and I, I know how it is, but just generally, culturally... <laughs> The jokes don't land yeah. uh, when you're doing that. They're, they're all the people who have good landing jokes. They're off playing table tennis. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As, right, as yeah. you would hope. So, no, I reckon you're in the right there, Tom. I reckon that that's, I think, the, you know, our so tyrannised jury, we will say, yeah. Because what brought this to my attention, James, in America, there's a bit of a scandal at the moment in right. high school basketball that a former player who just won the uh, most offensive player of the year in his school district, right? In Dallas in America. Most offensive. Most offensive, which I assume some sort of basketball sort of lingo. Offensive, like... Yeah, you know, like it's attacking goals? sort of, yeah. Like, Attack? Yeah, it's offensive. Good, oh, good, good offense, good defense. Yeah. Kaylin's yeah. just pointed at us, thank you. Offense. Um, no, defense. But, so, <laughs> <laughs> this was in the school district, right? All right. But then it's been revealed lately that this person's actually a 25-year-old man who... <laughs> <gasps> 21 Jump Street Graduated high school <laughs> Seven years ago James So am I in this Oh so it is fully 21 Jump Street Yeah Okay So am I in this sort of category Of high school cheaters or not Well theoretically He's not really high school Theoretically I think that's a <laughs> yeah, pretty long that's, that's, It depends Tom How I old he, are you I hear like, oh, Exactly Or is there something You're not telling us <laughs> You're definitely tall enough To be that I think you're definitely In the clear right. I think this guy Is definitely going to need To um, have to answer To his um, district captain yeah. His undercover district captain um, About maybe having to Pull him out of the yeah. school His cover is blown Basically yeah. Exactly. So yeah uh, This is HD 1079 Life That was David Getter. We're talking about Play-Doh <laughs> We're talking about making sure that everyone has an opportunity to get lots of airtime here today on the show. We're likening it to creating a perfect democracy out of Play-Doh, Kaylin, but we, then we started talking about Play-Doh. Yeah, we, yeah. You obviously have good memories about Play-Doh. I have good memories well, about Play-Doh. Play-Doh is like a childhood, a childhood everything. And I think it's always that. come as branded Play-Doh and it's always come in those yellow containers and it's yeah, always come. It's iconic. Yeah. What? It's iconic. It is, it is. And they had the little lids that would have the animal shapes on it so you could press the lid into the Play-Doh and you'd have the shape. Did you Did you guys ever do yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, you did that. No. No, you have But now I lived. think of it, no, I think I have they would not always have. <laughs> you sound like Denisha now. <laughs> <laughs> you are missing out. You are. So back in the day when like I was a kid playing with Play-Doh, um, it was like an outline so you'd press it into the play-doh and you just get like an outline of an animal nowadays it's actually like an indent so you can press it in and you get like an actual little so hang on a second so so the lid the lid's not flat no back back like this is i'm saying back in the day i'm only 18 but back like a decade ago when i was eight or younger it was only like a little outline of an animal okay no that's what i remember yeah Yeah, so see that's what it used to be like nowadays it's a it's like indented into the lid so the lid is no longer flat and it's an actual like little cut out thing that you press in and you get like a like a cookie cutter oh yeah oh oh but oh, oh. Like, I, okay yeah okay <laughs> your mind sorry. is suddenly clicking in <laughs> so that realization on your face when it suddenly hit you're like oh okay yeah it is is your brain it is no 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 I'm, I'm like that i was thinking, when you said it was curving i was imagining the lid curved but no you're saying that it actually it's like it's an outline mm. of the of the animal so you press it down yes. and then and what it does is it cuts out the shape yeah. for you yeah yeah okay that's now you're with 
it. See, that's pretty neat, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You see, we we had like the play doh, like the brand play doh, but Mum would also make us play doh, and that was even more fun. Actually, you know, getting to I watch it all be made, that. get to put the salt in it, and then you'd like eat it, and it'd be disgustingly salty. But like, it was edible because you had made it from scratch. Yeah, you don't eat it because it just doesn't taste. But right, there's but. so much flour in it. It's like you know when it's you make like biscuits. Dough. You know when you make biscuits, but you get the flour measurement yeah. wrong, and so you eat the biscuit, and, and then you flowering. just sit there going. Oh, that's, that's there's something great. going on there. <laughs> Obviously, you're not a great baker. <laughs> I, oh, no, I just made, no, I'm just remembering a time when I, it said like, um, uh, uh, um, okay, I, I, do, I digress, but it said in the recipe, and I know this because it happened recently, oh, no. um, where it said one th- and three quarter yeah. cups of flour to go in this biscuit recipe, but it actually meant one times three quarter of a cup <gasps> so it'll put in like literally One over double oh, over double oh, for no. everything else so it was like it still had the same amount of butter and sugar but it had so way more flour. flour and it always reminds Were me someone once late? told me a story about when they once had a dog who ate a bag of self-raising flour why would he do that i don't know because it's, it's not, a dog it doesn't even taste nice well, I don't know. My dog, the- see, my dogs are basically human. They wouldn't eat something like that. I know. See, this is the thing. You can't feed a dog medicine. You've got to hide it in the cheese or whatever yeah, and things okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. But or yeah, peanut butter. whole bag of plain self-raising That's flour let me at it. But it was so full on because you, well, oh the, the, the really- stomach expands because that's what self-raising oh flour does. God. As soon as you add heat and moisture, it, ex- yeah, it expands. expands. So it was like it was really bad and oh they had to gosh. take it to the, to, to, to the vet and stuff and it had to, you know, have to have all sorts of odd things happen to get oh, it removed. Poor little papa. I know. It would that's have been crazy. really traumatic. But that's oh, how I'm I always hide the self-raising flower at but home. It's now. the Why? image. I never saw it happen, but it's always the image I think of you whenever think of like some someone kind of says they go, oh, I've eaten too much pasta or whatever. You, and then you, I imagine you almost think of like a cartoon. You imagine this dog with this giant like pregnant looking belly that's yes, just self-raising exactly. flower. Oh pregnant with a self-raising for some flower. Reason, baby. I am imagining a, like a chocolate brown Labrador doing this. I don't know why. A chocolate brown Labrador. That's just what, when I picture the dog that's eaten self-raising flour, I just picture a chocolate brown Labrador. Okay, so if anyone has chocolate brown Labradors. Keep them away Hayland's from self-raising flour. <laughs> anyway. don't, don't let them go near it. Close your pantry, put it on a high shelf, like a really high shelf because Labradors are big. Just, just keep it away. Keep and it this away. has been a community service announcement, care of HD <laughs> Radio. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. It's been oh, awesome having you on. Uh, we are here every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to 107.9 Life. For more of your music, please subscribe to our podcast. Just look for anything where you get your podcast at HD Radio. And also, we were talking before about Jesuitical. Uh, you should definitely check that out as well. Again, wherever you get your podcast, it's very cool indeed. We will see you in a few days. Bye. Right, bye. Ya.